Welcome to the Muddy Waters of Freedom with your hosts, Matt Wright and Mohammed Shaker. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Muhammad, I am Matt, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. We would like to welcome Mr. Alex Snicker to our show today. Hi, Matt. Hi, Alex. Hi, Muhammad. <laughs> hey, Alex. How are you? Doing good. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Nah, it's a pleasure to be here, man. Excellent. I hope everybody out there in Facebook land is enjoying our very first live video of the show. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I actually have it running, too, just so it's delayed, but just so I know we're all in the view, since oh. we're not going to have that up. Right. Oh, look at that. Uh, that's, we're gonna have to, technology we're gonna have is to amazing. Yeah. I know. Good, good thinking. Yeah. Good thinking. And it also keeps me from looking at myself. <laughs> it solves both problems. It does. It really, really does. Uh, first and foremost, we must thank Low Tide Cava Bar for the cava we will be drinking on today's episode. This have is, you uh, ever had cava yeah. before today? Mm. Oh, you have? I have had it before today. Oh, okay. Remember okay. that? There was a place down in St. Pete that we used to go to. I don't know if it was Low Tide at the time, but there was that one place that I remember going to a couple times. Oh, Matt Hatter's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was, oh, we went to Matt okay. Hatter's. So we went there a couple yeah. times. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. All right. We'll do a quick well, shells up in Abula. There you go. Shells up. Bula. Bula. And in case you don't know, Bula means to long life and good health. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Learn <laughs> something new right off the bat. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, why don't you tell us uh, tell us and our listeners who don't know who you are a little bit about yourself so they can uh, know. Know who, who I am. Yeah. I, well, my name is Alex Snicker. Um, it Politically starting or the Muddy Waters of Freedom starting. For me, it was in a 2009, 2010. Well, actually, oh, let me back up a little bit. Probably more than 2008, with the first time that Ron Paul ran, started getting a little bit more involved in government at that point or getting involved in looking at it. Then it ran for office in 2010 as a libertarian candidate for the U.S. Senate seat against uh, Marco Rubio, Kendrick Meek, and Charlie Crist was all in that race. Um, you know, ended up not winning, of course, obviously. But um, from that point, got more involved into uh, libertarian party politics. Uh, helped out uh, a bunch of candidates in 2012 running for office and learning a little bit about the legislative process along the way. Uh, 2014 kind of culminated with uh, Adrian Wiley's campaign, uh, was pretty involved in that. And then from there, it, you know, different things were going on at the time, but chose to pare down my focus extensively towards the legislative process, what happens up in Tallahassee, and... Um, Got really got out of any kind of party politics at that point, libertarian party politics. Right. And, uh, and since then I've been doing that and, uh, I go around, cause trouble when I can, get on TV when they let me. And, uh, overall just try to, you know, try to advance liberty and freedom as best as I can and realizing it's a constant evolution and you're always learning. Right. Absolutely. I actually, I remember the first day we met was the same first time that I met Greg. Bowen, who was on our show yeah. a couple of weeks ago when we were out walking for uh, Overby. Yep. Uh, and I <laughs> met you at the library. And then the only thing I remember about that meeting is after you got back from like doing apartments or whatever, you went, I'm going to go home and smoke a huge blunt. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yep, these are libertarians. <laughs> yeah. I know you're wrong. Initially, marijuana and cannabis wasn't didn't get me in. Like, get me into the party, but it was something that was an issue, but not one that I chose to focus a whole lot of, a, like, attention on in that aspect, but 
I mean, I guess now that we see how badly the state legislature screws up on this stuff, right? Um, well, I wish we wish they would do it a little bit more. I think even with the arguments of medical and stuff like that, I just think you should have a right to do it. I mean, absolutely. Who yeah, are you no, to tell anybody that. else? I, we were talking about this because it's four twenty. Like you know, four twenty just passed. Everybody, you know, weed smokers Christmas, mm-hmm. and to watch, like, I can't even understand any argument against it anymore. Of like, like, if you drink coffee every day. You have caffeine and you have an addiction to caffeine. Yep. Should we tell you you're not allowed to have that addiction to caffeine and put you in jail because you had a cup of Joe? Right. You know, same with a beer. I mean, right. ah, just a, I can't even understand why. Or nicotine. Or nicotine, yeah. yeah. Or you could even say kava, kratom, whatever. Like anything. Whatever it is. Anything. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. And it's just, it doesn't make a lot of sense that that one's illegal while yeah. all these other ones aren't. But now that we're saying the, the other should be illegal, we're just saying right. marijuana <laughs> should be legal too. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. yeah. So, um, Mo, how was your week? Mine was good. How First, was your birthday? My, it was a good birthday. <laughs> and how old are you now? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Such a young buck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, yep. I remember being all bright eyed and bushy tailed yeah. at twenty eight. <laughs> Had the whole world in front of you. I'm gonna make it. <laughs> So, uh, first time I met you was at the Liberty Picnic last year, um, when, uh, we had Senator, uh, Brandis. Brandis, he got the, was it an award from you? Yeah, he voted perfect. Yeah. He, like, we, we have a, with Liberty First, what we have is we have a, a we look at all the bills. So for two years, we looked at bills. Now, we don't pick them all, mm-hmm. but we kind of pick the ones either that we really support or that we really oppose. And we don't really kind of focus too much on how people voted. And then we go in and look at how they voted. So we pick the bills first and then we pick the, um, then we, then we grade them and he scored perfect. He didn't have the highest score, but he had a perfect score. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandis is probably, Brandis is probably without a doubt the most libertarian minded representative in Tallahassee. And with the exception of people like Amash, and some of the other big ones, I would argue, when it comes to Republicans, probably the the biggest one in the country, and also probably one of the. I don't want to say smart is not the right word. I don't want, and I don't want to act like I'm blowing sunshine up his ass. But <laughs> he looks at this as a chess match, and will make moves that are looking three to five years out. Like I'll give you one instance: uh, criminal asset, civil asset forfeiture. We had no reporting requirement in Florida. Brandis knew it, knew it was an issue, and then went and did something about it. But what he wanted to make sure he got done was that we actually started having a reporting requirement because all the arguments in Tallahassee were based off of, um, um, well, this is what's going on in this state and this is what's going on in this state. And the cops always had this response of, or law enforcement always had this response of, well, you don't even know how much it is here. Well, all right, cool. Well, let's let's box you in. And yeah. then in a couple of years from now, once we can show that, once he can show all that data, then we can get rid of it. That's the kind of chess kind of mag- matches that I see him making. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. He'll still like a park and a bridge and have the government want to buy something every once in a while. But yeah. he's really good against the crime. The, uh, there's other um, Republicans like him too uh, across the country. I'm friends with a few of them. I just can't remember any of the names. But no, there's some out there. But I will say like uh, Chris McDaniels uh, out in Mississippi. He's in my opinion, a really good Republican too, but he's more of the Ted Cruz type Republican, uh, you know, strict constitutionalist. Yeah, we need more people like the. <laughs> we need more people like them. Well, yeah, we need more. Well, look, and especially on a state level, because the federal stuff, man. I mean, that's a yeah, whole. Of course, oh, God, yeah. that's a crazy animal. But yeah. like on the state stuff, you can find even some of the local stuff. And these guys, these guys are, these guys are pushable. 
Like, and I don't want to say it like you can tell them what to do, but a lot of them just don't even know. Like, they don't under, like, they haven't thought it all the way through. And if you go there and just kind of let them see, some of them will listen to reason. Not all the time. And this weed issue is definitely one in Florida that we're having a problem with. But a lot of times if you explain it to them and then they'll go with it. And then you, what you try to do is to get that one sh- shed of agreement and move that into the other areas and say, well, you said this here. It kind of applies here. You know, but that's getting involved in the now, which is the stuff I like, actually. Yeah, right. through that. Yeah. I just remember uh, when I was up in uh, Tallahassee for the Kratom uh, band that uh, Kristen Jacobs was trying to do. Um, Jeff Brandis was sitting on the Senate committee and he was just like, why are we even talking about this? Yeah. Why Why is this even a thing? <laughs> this doesn't need to be here. And I was just like, I don't. I love you, man. You're awesome. <laughs> you got me in the fields. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And after that, I knew that I would vote for that guy for as long as I possibly could yep. for any position he ran for. He got it. He does. He yep. understands it. Do we know what he's doing after his term's up? No, I haven't heard anything. I mean, I'm sure it's something. I, I think when it comes to those things from everything I've seen, he keeps it pretty tight to the vest. Yeah. Like, he doesn't lay those things out. He has. I think he has pretty good discipline when it comes to messaging and 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 forethought i mean i I, look i gotta tell you i go up there and see whenever i see him it's always a great conversation with the guy but it's and i honestly if he wanted to do something i would be helpful in that in that endeavor i would that's a guy i would want to campaign for and work for yeah but at the same time i don't think that he has i don't know he just doesn't seem like he ever says i never hear him talk about it he always talks about like the now stuff what's going on this session what's going on next session you know and he really sticks very disciplined i I give him a lot of credit he's disciplined Yeah, he, uh, he out of everybody that I have met or seen in Florida, he has definitely given me the most hope for the future. Yeah, by far, like without find 40 like that. We're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, who who's the speaker of Florida now? Corcoran. His name's uh, Richard. Richard. Corcoran. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember uh, when I saw a live video that you did. Oh, yeah. We roasted him. Well, I saw the one where you roasted him. Then I saw oh, the one where you talk about years and years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, just the recent one. Yeah, where you uh, were talking. What was it that he said? He used fifty words to say taxation is theft. Yes, I mean he really did. <laughs> yes, that was he what used it was. Fifty words to just say taxation is theft. Yeah, and when he said it, I was like, did that? Did that dude just? Whoa! <laughs> did that dude just say that? So, yeah, he said an entire paragraph to say taxation is theft. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Yeah, I mean, he could have really narrowed it down a lot, but he he went he went long with it. Yeah. <laughs> every every way. editor in the world went. You could have cut out that word and that yep. word and that word. You could <laughs> just taxation is that we're done. <laughs> yeah. Brevity, brevity is the way to go. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, he worked out. That worked out well too. And they've done some good stuff in the session as far as that part goes. They've done some bad stuff too, but they've done some good stuff. You got to get. I mean, you give them the good with the bad. But yeah. if we could just get them to understand that you just don't mess around with weed, boy, it'd be perfect. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was, uh, well, yeah, and uh, the Enterprise Florida thing that they were pushing uh, on repealing. Yeah. Oh. Trying to take funds away from that from. Um, Try to zero it out again. Yeah. I mean, he zeroes out the quick action closing fund every year, which is the like the the real slush fund for the governor is the quick action closing fund. Yeah. But then there's the bigger part or the entity of itself that still gets like seventy five million dollars, and that's the part they were trying to get rid of. And I know you guys are going to appreciate this by saying it this way: when I went up there to speak at that committee hearing, because I went to the committee hearing to speak in favor of the bill that they were they're proposing. Mm-hmm. I've never been in a room where that many people were against what I supported 
and I won. Like, not that I won, because it wasn't I wasn't my vote. Yeah. But the way I wanted to go went down that way. Right. I've never been in a room with that many people. And I'm a libertarian that has gone to places where people hate, you know, all different kinds of stuff that we support. <laughs> Every chamber of commerce had at least two people there. At least two. Not to mention all these other trade groups and all these other associations all had people there for Enterprise Florida. Um, it was amazing. They ought to start their own private company and fund it themselves and <laughs> not have the <laughs> well, government yeah. vote. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we were that, talking about that. Yeah. We talked about that on an episode yeah, like and, a month and a half ago or yeah, something like I was, that. I was saying how everybody knows Florida's here. Nobody, I've never seen an ad that caused me to go to another state uh, that I did go to or a city or country that I went to visit, like Dubai, you know? Uh, Excuse me. I, I went actually because Metallica was was there, so that that's how I got there. They were hosting Metallica at Abu Dhabi, and everybody knows we have NASA. You know, we have Gators, we have uh, uh, Disney, Harry Potter World. Like people, beach the best beaches in the country. So well, nobody needs no seven. No, how much were they spent? It was over seventy million that they're they were getting. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, they yeah. Nobody needs those ads to bring people to Florida. People know to come to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Just with Star Wars land that's opening or whatever it's called. Yeah. Like, if I wasn't already living here, I would be coming down just to see Star Wars World or Star Wars Land or whatever it's going to be called. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Florida does not need a PR, te- no. a PR team. <laughs> yeah. It, I said this when I was there, and I said this to the guys at Enterprise Florida when I was there, is that the problem with the government funding what they're funding is that... The buy-in that they're looking for from the citizenry or from the businesses in the state, they don't have to get it because they're getting all the money up front, up up from the state capital, from Tallahassee, from the politicians. If you go to their website, it's a perfect example of this. Look at all the small businesses that are there. Very few of them are there. And if most of them are, and if there are any small business there, normally it has like that little logo of Florida. You know, that logo you would look at when you didn't actually go get the logo of that company. Right. It's the same one all over the place, but all the, but you know where all the damn IHOPs are. Like you needed to know that from Visit Florida. (laughs) And that's their problem with their business model. If they had to go get the, again, I think that Enterprise Florida actually is something that is very, could be needed in the, in the uh, free market. Yeah. But it, it's got to be outside of the government in order for it to actually be effective and work. And, and they're just wasting money. Which Florida is very good at wasting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they yeah. are good at that. Very good at wasting money. So today is uh, Earth. Today's Earth Day? Yeah, yeah. Today's today, Earth Day. 22nd. Hooray, Earth. <laughs> we survived again. Right. Another year. Yeah. Um, our friend uh, Christina Preston actually posted today that they needed to move Earth Day to mm-hmm. 420 and just, just kind of like just take that over. Yeah, just kind of have take more it people over. plant. Yeah, uh, yeah have more people know. plant cannabis plants. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, <laughs> be, hey, you know what, man, go with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good time. I'm actually I'm 100 percent for it. Yeah, um, <laughs> it really doesn't matter what day Earth Day is, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, anyway. What's your views on on Cal Farts uh, destroying the uh, ozone layer? Um, I'm very concerned. No, I'm not concerned about it at all. <laughs> um, we need to regulate the cows. Yeah, Look, I think that I think at the end of the day that to do things that are that are recycling and you know being a good steward of the land and making sure that you know we can all have good air to breathe and good water to drink. And all that stuff is definitely important stuff. And I, I don't want to dismiss the yeah. importance of those things. However, 
the biggest polluter is the government. Who are you guys talking about? Like all this land that they own, they're polluting their land. They're allowing for this stuff. The BP oil spill was the end of the day was something where that was an allowable thing that can happen with a cap on it that created the moral hazard that, that allowed for it to happen. In a libertarian world, I think that all the preemptive stuff that they try to do is stupid. I think that the reactionary stuff that they do should be much greater and you should yeah. punt like BP should be out of business for what they did. But if you wouldn't have given them the way in which to mitigate the damages, then they wouldn't have had the problem to begin with. Yeah, I do got to say something about that um, from another perspective, because I was talking about the EPA uh, spill in Colorado and in, in the rivers up there in Colorado. And my friends were saying uh, that there was uh, an accident because they were cleaning up after some mining companies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I said, OK, well, that's that's fair enough. But. How come the, the the private companies don't get that same leeway when it comes to an accident? Because it's regulations and government that pushed the those BP uh, oil rigs so far away from the shoreline because it looks ugly and because they were worried. And it got pushed so far back where now it's very dangerous to get the oil out of there. And that was a mistake. They, I mean, they weren't trying to lose all that oil. I doubt they were trying to lose all of their oil that they were pulling out of the water. No, yeah, no, 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 I, no, absolutely they weren't trying to lose it, but I, and my point on it was, is that you're creating the condition. Yes, yes, I agree. You know, but, and and accidents are going to happen. Look, sometimes shit's just going to go bad. Yeah. You know, but sometimes. And regulations don't stop that. That's what people don't get. It's there's a proactive approach and a reactionary approach, and people dismiss that reactionary approach, and I disagree with that. I think that the reactionary approach, if you spent your time there instead of there, you'd be all right. Yeah. You'd be better off at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the hype of Earth Day, is that a too much hype then? Because my, my issue, look, my, my issue, like I'm not a I'm not a climate change, global warming denier, but I deny the extent of we're all going to die and, and right. pollute everything tomorrow if we don't stop now. I you disagree know? with their solutions. Their solutions are wrong. They're not right. That's the problem. Look, you want solar? Great. I'm all for solar. You want solar? I'll put it everywhere in the world that you want to put it in. And if you got rid of a lot of the government regulations that stop you from doing that, you'd be able to do that. You know, like, (laughs) like, like if you treated it the same as you treated the rest, then we wouldn't have a problem. One of the issues is, and this is where I disagree with the guys on the left a lot, is that what you have to look at is, is that you should free people from... The having to get onto the grid in and of itself. Like if you were able to generate your own energy, then you would be more efficient in your time and all that other, you know, and and how much you use. Because if you got to save money on it, well, then that's money coming in your pocket because you got the panels on your house. Yeah. Right. It's illegal to be off the grid right now. And it would be less, uh, sorry, and it would be less um, people drawing from that grid. So they wouldn't have to be burning up as much fossil fuels to provide for that person that's off the grid, but they have to be in the grid. So yeah, yeah. power right. outages be non-existent, yeah. and the and it would feed itself exactly. Yeah. And not being like not being able to collect rainwater, absolutely. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? Why is that illegal? <laughs> like, if I want to put solar pa- panels on my house and I want to collect rainwater and be completely self-sufficient, that's just saving everybody money. Yeah, yeah. including myself. <laughs> or you can. Get water from Flint, Michigan, where right. the government provided water is going to kill you. Where government provided water looks a lot like this. Yeah, yeah, looks, yeah. Looks like the cava. Except for they don't put an A on the top. Yeah. They, no, they don't. Well. You know whose water is awesome? Aquafina. 
<laughs> anything any anything made by you know Coke and Pepsi companies. Well, Dasani's not very. You know, good. Well, it's not going to kill you though. It, it, right. It's you not know kill no, you. no no one's trying to kill their customers. No. Going back to that argument. Right. This shit's not even really that regulated. I'm sorry to throw it out there, but no one's trying to kill us. No. It would make no sense for a private company to want to kill their people. No, no. To kill their customers. Well, do you think that, uh, I've heard the argument that these rich bastards are, uh, they don't care about the planet they're on, but do you really think that they really don't care about where their children's going to be living? Yeah, I don't understand that. I, uh, when they go down that road, it's just such a bad road. To, you can argue policy of what it's going to do, but to say that the, like, they live here, come on now. I don't, yeah, I've never gotten it either. I'm like, how do you, how do you know? They, Money's not that good of a filter on your face to stop you from breathing. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then I was reading uh, er- earlier today because the French elections are uh, tomorrow. And um, Are they tomorrow? Yeah, they start tomorrow, yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking they started today. Yeah, and it's like a four-way fight between yeah. far right, center, center right, and far left. Right. And the far left person... Who, John Luke wants to get rid of the nation's uh, nuclear uh, nuclear power plants. When uh, I don't know if, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, France runs all of its power from nuclear power plants. Right. So, like, where are you going to get enough uh, enough power to give seventy million people their power in France by getting rid of the few power uh, nuclear power power plants you have? Right. It makes no sense to me. Which and, is environmentally. Perfectly clean. Yeah. Except except for radiation. But right. when people talk about uh, radi- when people talk about um, a clean earth, they talk about the carbon footprint. That's always the it's always the carbon footprint and greenhouse gases. So radiation damage and all that comes in later. And radiation damage um, happens from mistakes like or environmental disasters like Fukushima and um, uh, what's what happened. Well, What's a place over there in Russia called? Um, Chernobyl. 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 Yeah, you know, uh, all that's the, all of that stuff is nothing compared to uh, oil and what that does to the earth. So it's really silly that people are pushing for this no nuclear power uh, policy. That um, what's her name? Green Party lady. See, I'm like Jill. off my game today. Jill Stein, the anti nuclear power pro, or no, she's also anti Wi Fi right. candidate. <laughs> anti-wi-fi what a platform that's a right. hell of a platform yeah, to run on we need to get rid of the wi-fi because it's gonna make <laughs> damn wi-fi it, it, it's harming our children <laughs> if you don't if you don't like if you like wi-fi you don't like america right <laughs> <laughs> but uh before we go on to our our bigger topics what um so you left the L- let's talk about the lpf and uh, and <laughs> man, uh, you're jumping into that. I had that the, at the end. No, no, let's do that first. It's easy. No, no. Look at a certain point. Look, when I I was the vice chair until twenty. Was it fifteen? Yeah, I think it was fifteen. Yeah, it was 15. So I was the chair. I was the vice chair until twenty fifteen. Me and Dana ran it, and I was never a person that wanted to. Um, I don't think that you should stay in those positions for for life or for an extended period of times. I view them as jail sentences that you should serve your time for good behavior and then you should be able to get out of there when you're done and put it along to the next person. Because I think that really, if you want to understand how political parties work, it belong to an executive committee and you can see a lot of that. And then you can have a much better understanding as to what the problems are. And 
I think there's a lot of things we did good, me and Dana. I think there's a lot of mistakes that we made. And I think there was a lot of controversy that was going on at the time that caused us to have to deal with a lot of stuff, not just internal stuff, but external stuff as well. And that always that fight of, 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 you know, reforming the Republican party or, or, mm-hmm. or being a libertarian or going MPA or all these different things. And I, and I still am a person that believes that the, that there needs to be a libertarian party. I agree with you. Yeah. And that it needs to grow. I believe those things. But ultimately, my decision came down to within the state of Florida, within the state party, that things were happening that I wasn't happy with so much so that I'm just decided to get out of having to deal with like party politics stuff and went to go focus on the now. Like, I still think it needs to be built, but I think that my skill set is much better suited for dealing with the now. And to be honest with you, Republicans are in charge in Tallahassee. You can get into better doors that way. You can get in there and do things that way. And I also viewed that if I could, if I could at least point out a, a flailing problem within the party, that I could at least spend a little bit of time doing that. Now, meanwhile, when I did that, I literally went up to during that summer. I went up to National and helped fill boxes for Gary's campaign when he was running for governor because I like Gary. Or when he was running for president, I went right. up there in August of sixteen after I'd already left out. And I made it clear even when I wrote that letter is that I'm still, a, you know, I'm still a libertarian. Yeah. I'm just not like I want to play in the now. Like, and again, some of it sounds like a little bit of an ego driven thing, and I'll go with that. But I wanted to play in the game that's going on right now because I think I can do something with it. I think I can make a difference there. And I'm not. And again, some people are going to take this the wrong way, but I don't want to. I don't want to deal with the petty high school crap, man. And for years, I had to deal with petty high school crap that I didn't want to have to deal with. And I was called names and I was told that I was being an authoritarian and all this other stuff. When all at the end of the day, I just tried to get people to do what they were supposed to do. If you don't want to listen, eh, what am I going to do at this point? But I tell you what I can do, though. I can go up there and make a difference. And you know what? I can go into rooms and I can talk about issues and people love it. People go out there and, and they want to get involved and we can get more people involved. And to be honest with you, if I was the libertarians in Florida, what I'd be doing is watching what the hell I do. And you can just take what I wrote. Put your own little comment on the top. Put it out as a press release because you know the issue that I did was libertarian and you know I took the libertarian position on it. I make it pretty freaking clear and easy for you to be able to do that. And as a candidate, all you got to do is look at what I'm doing. It's not me. I'm reporting on what they're doing. Yeah. It's not It's not a me thing. It's, it's a... I'm out there to show you they're working on red light cameras this year. Uber was a big thing this year. Airbnb was a big thing this Uber year. Uber is now allowed statewide, right? Well, the governor hasn't signed it yet, but he's going to. Okay. This one's up. I mean, you want to talk about a big win on that one. It's yeah. 113 to nothing in the house. Like, yeah, exactly. That's huge. That's so, huge. And it's failing in Hillsborough, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to. Or failed. But even. overall, but the point is, is that, and they got, a, and look, they got a lot of problems right now, man. Yeah. They got a ton of problems right now. And I feel bad for the problems that they're having, but some of these problems are self-inflicted. It's not my fault. And it's, you know, everybody wants to put a blame on somebody. Like, oh, it's this person's fault. There's a bigger problem. You haven't grown and you don't want to do the basics to do it. It's not my fault when you don't want to do that. We tried to tell you, eh, you don't want to listen. You don't want to listen. Right. But I do try to look, I try to help people where I can. I still help. I don't go out denigrating them. I mean, we're talking about it right now. And I, I have things that are probably not very nice to say, but I'm not saying anything really mean either, though. I'm just saying, look, man, you need to. They need a full change of leadership, not because those leaders, let's just get past the fact if they're good or bad leaders or I agree or disagree with them. Right. You need new ones. That's what you need. You need new ones. And you always need new ones. Once you get these people, politicians like underwear, man, they all get dirty and they all got to get changed regularly, right? Right. 
Is the Libertarian Party any different? No. No. Whenever people get up there, they get accused of being power hungry. Then they get in fights with people, and then people end up not being able to work with anybody. And don't get me wrong, my block list is probably bigger than most people's that are on Facebook. Man, I'm not gonna lie to you. I <laughs> I literally will block people if I don't want to deal with them. Mm-hmm. But I'm not out there blocking them and then saying this guy's an asshole because of this and this and this. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't want to deal with you. I want to go and do this stuff because if you looked at a lot of people that get have a problem with me. Ask them why they're mad at me. And I'll tell you, I'll guarantee you, most of them have a reason that's full of crap. You're like, oh, come on. Really? That's why. And you're, you know, I know you're, you know, you're talking to this person, they're your friend. And then you go, well, why do you hate him? Well, he's this and that. No, he's not. Right. I'm not going to argue with you about this. No big deal. But the thing is this, what they're really mad about is that I blocked him out of my life and I don't want to deal with it anymore. And they get butt hurt, man. And people get like, like, like hurt, like hurt ex-girlfriends, man. And it's just horrible. <laughs> I'm yeah, just saying. I think uh, I think the the two biggest complaints I've ever heard about you was uh, arrogant, condescending, and arrogant, condescending, and like it was arrogant, condescending, and mean, or something like that. And I was like, God, times those are out. true. Well, right, yeah. I mean, you are arrogant and condescending, but <laughs> but it can be in a charming way sometimes. I try to make a good spin on it. <laughs> Look, and I look, I try to really just talk to people the way I see it and I try to be from the heart. And don't get me wrong, I and Muhammad might be able to understand this is that look, you were in the military. You know what that's you know where that kind of attitude comes from. Look, man, I help people all day long, but I'll also be the first one to yell at somebody. Like I'll I'll yell, but I will be nice to them afterwards. I mean, like I depending on who it is and you know, look, don't get me wrong, some people just hate me and I have earned it. Right. Like, I've earned the one with Wint. I earned that one. I earned that one all day long with him. He won't tell you the real truth as to why, but I earned every bit of that one. Because if I was to do, or if somebody were to do to me what I did to him, I'd hate that person forever, too. Like, right. I'd be mad. Because I punked him out, man. I, You know, nobody was in the room when it happened. But I went down, he, and he was complaining about Danielle. And I was like, you want the job? You can have the job. Danielle will quit right now. No, then shut up. You know? <laughs> And, it, you know, you get mad at people. Get mad at that. I mean, look, here's the thing. Do the job or shut up. Don't get mad. Like, people get mad at me because I call them out for some of their either hypocrisy or if they're being lazy or if they're being a little too more arrogant than I would be familiar with. Or familiar with. <laughs> you know, because some people are so arrogant, they blow me away. I'm like, fuck, are you really that arrogant? <laughs> for real? Come on. You ain't doing even right to be that arrogant. So, but look. And what I do now is I try to, if you look at my Facebook page, though, I don't bring any of that drama on there. I try not to bring it up as much as possible. I think there's some valid points to be earned by right. talking about it. So, which is why, you know, before we talked about this, I said, whatever you guys want to go, I don't care. I'll go wherever you want me to go. You know, I'm not going to hold, I'm, you know, nothing's really off limits, but like, I would rather deal with all the, like the, the people in the EC, whenever they make a decision, it affects my life zero. Zero. Because none of those, none of those things are laws that are going to make any sense. The guys in tally, boy, they can really screw my life up. Yes. You know, guys in your I city do. councils, they can screw my life up. So mm-hmm. I would, you know, and there's a quote that's being used always frequently about our enemies aren't in this room, but the enemies are, that I said it at the convention in Pasco, you know, the enemies are in the city councils and the county commissions and stuff like that. And I, look, I, I, I kind of believe that, but at the same time, look, these still people got elected and you can deal with them. And there is ways to deal with these people. It really is. If you listen, realize you're not going to get everything you want, and then try to maneuver them and move, I think that's how you influence now. I think that the argument that the people in the Republican Party had about working within the system was true, but I would argue that even their focus, not not all of them, but some of them, that their focus was to take over Rex 
and to take over like the party structure in and of itself. Right. And I would argue that that wasn't even the right way to do it either. Is that you live in Florida, Republicans are in charge in Florida, go to Tallahassee and tell those fuckers or tell those guys to do the right thing. You can cuss here, it doesn't Yeah, I I know, but I try not to though. (laughs) If you get used to doing it, then if you ever get on a, like I do, you know, I do like, I did, I don't want to curse on Bay News 9 and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, they don't let you back on when you start doing that. But my um, my goal was for no cussing and Muhammad blew that out of the water in the first episode. He was like, I tried and so. fucking, and I was just like, well, okay, well, that's done. <laughs> and we're just going down the road. Then. Right. Yeah. We, we've already dropped the big one, so okay, we can say whatever, I guess. So, but, but overall, man, I just wanted to play in the now. And I got no, I got nothing but love for the guys that are still over there doing it. I don't want to, I, I don't want to cause them any trouble or any ill will, to be honest with you, at the end of the day. I want them to do well, right. but I do want them to understand some of the lessons that they need to learn. And I'm hoping that they do, but at the same time, I, you know, I get to watch the tire fire, I guess, because that's what it's turning into. Luckily, it's it's even now it's maintained. It's been pretty contained. I mean, talking about it is probably the worst thing you can do. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> true. Know? But but I mean, but also on the bright side, um, Polk County, yeah, has sixty percent of their forty. 40 percent of their council is libertarians. For, yeah, frostproof. Oh, wow. a city in Florida, frostproof. 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 Okay, frostproof. Yeah, frostproof. Yeah, Martin and then I forget the other guy's name, but Martin and he did well. Yeah, and Jared's and he, another success story. Yeah, Jared is. I love Jared. Jared is, is such the, a great guy. He is on the city council in the zip code that is the wealthiest zip code in the country. Really? Yeah, it's the wealthiest zip code in the country is where he's on the city council. That's at. amazing. And he was the lead of a. And he, he ran almost as a slate, but we he was the head dog in the slate. He got the most votes. Wow. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely and uh Martin is vice mayor now, right? <laughs> yeah. That's I can't believe they did that. <laughs> I love Martin. Martin's great, but Martin talks and you know, he's a he's a very plain spoken dude, man, and he'll yeah. tell you where he's at. I mean, like ugh, it's you know, he's he does great, man, but he'll get mad too though. Right. <laughs> God bless him for it, man. That passion is beautiful. <laughs> but yeah. Um I just wanted to get your opinion on the LPF because I knew that was going to be entertaining, if nothing yeah. else. <laughs> well, the good news is the good news is libertarianism doing great as a philosophy. Yeah. Right, as a philosophy, it's doing fantastic. People are really holding on to it, but the Libertarian Party and the chair of the Libertarian Party, Nick, um, <laughs> he's pushing people away as quickly as he possibly can. It's tough. You know what? I don't. I, it's got to be tough to be the chair of this party. I'm it really does. Yeah, it, it really, really, does. I, it really does. It, you know what? That's why I think that. It, and it, if people ask me my advice of what they should do moving forward, this is what I say to them: as a state party goes, like as the state structure goes, other than the things that they constitutionally have to keep as committees, like bylaws, rules. I think membership is actually one of those, um, and communications. Those should be the only things that they keep. Everything else should be trashed right now. Get rid of all of it. Nothing to do with the candidates. None of the other other committees that are out there. Get rid of all those other committees. And then from there, focus solely as a state apparatus on two things. One, voter registration. Literally, voter registration is number one. Right. Number two is to promote the actions that are happening within the local affiliates and to use the content of that to drum people to take a look at the party in and of itself. So all the positive stories that you can find of things that are happening in Polk or things that are happening in Marco Island or Orlando or Citrus County or any of these other places is to you have your communications committee almost be like a media 
like a like a like a like a media thing where you're sucking up all of the information that's going on in all these different areas, make it to where and incentivize them to do it. And if you got to jumpstart them a little bit, then go ahead and do that. And then have somebody out there that's a really good face, that is a, a well-spoken person, that is, um, you know, that's that's uh, you know, easy on the eyes. Um, whether it's male or female, it's just one of those things. You got to have somebody easy on the eyes to go out there female. and talk well about the philosophy and talk well or free, or both or both. <laughs> yeah, both. You know, you can have you can have two people out there doing the Austin you know Wade. running the game, but have those people running the game like that. But the, but the apparatus of the party itself should be mm-hmm. simply for for. Um, Voter registration. You got to get to 550, man. You don't get to 550, none of it matters. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're at 28. Well, you got a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> let me also just say this. I didn't learn this because I'm some genius. I had to do everything wrong to get here. Right. Like, we screwed up as much as we did good, but we learned. And if there's one thing to take away, that would be it. That, and I think that, again, treat them like prison sentences. Do your time, get the hell out. Right. I don't know who Carl Dickey is, but he says, thank you, Alex. Um, Carl Dickey. I yeah. love Carl Dickey. Okay, he says thank you. Um, but no, I, I left. I mean, the, I mean, somebody's watching. Yeah, he's yeah, watching. There's a few people. Come watching. on, he lives in Palm Beach. He has so much better things to do on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like follow Carl's blog. I like, I like subscribe to his website. <laughs> Carl's good people. Man. Yeah, I like Carl. I like Carl a lot. Um, yeah, I left the LP for pretty much the same reasons. Actually, the same reasons you just mentioned. Secondary, a lot of things that I've been seeing now uh, that are turning a lot of people off. Um, I've noticed that a lot of the messaging that they use is turning a lot of people off and they're not doing anything about it. And I already left. Like, I'm not even there anymore. And I don't hate the LP at all because I was there. Um, that's the longest party. I- well, no, I'm sorry. I was registered Democrat the longest. But I was registered LP for a long time, pretty much, and watching what what's been going on now, I've, I'm like, wow, these guys just like turning people off because, for example, during Easter week, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get <laughs> sorry, sorry, yeah, <laughs> and I understand that it was a bunch of it was a a, a program that they put together. Of different verses from different Bibles and other holy texts that talk about liberty, but when you start off, when you when you lead with the Satan, yeah, when you Bible. when you lead with that, you know, like I know Satanists. Obviously, I, I never know how to differentiate between the two brands of Satanism. Um, not the Lucifer Satanists, more the individualist Satanists. You know, like right. they're more like uh, agnostics than anything else. People don't know what Satanism is. And the first reaction is going to be, holy crap, the LP is championing Satanism. Like, I know what Satanist is, and we all know what Satanists are. But why would you lead with that during Easter week? That just makes no sense to me. Like, bring that out later, maybe. But now now it just doesn't look good. That's the first thing they put out. It wasn't even, it didn't even look like a program. It was just like, here's what the Satanist uh, Bible says. (laughs) Well, I think that, I, and I think that if I'm not mistaken, that when that was done, that they put a bunch of them out, but that was the one that got traction. And 
damn it, what would you do that for? Like, <laughs> and he, I even understand the point. I do understand the yeah, point of, of being all inclusive. I think it's a good point to make. At the yeah. end of the day, I just don't think you need the devil to do it. Like, I think you can. You, here's the thing. I think that we can go ahead and offend that section by just not including them. Like, I don't really need to. Like, you don't really need the Satanists there. <laughs> yeah. But the, the the bigger point to be made is I think that they're making enough money at this point. They have enough money coming in as revenue goes. Is that what they ought to do? Is that they ought to go with professionals on the on the um, on the marketing committee that includes the the Facebook page is that they need to bring in people that they were going to pay to do this service. I think they're big enough now to do that. And because the problem you run into as a per- if you're running an organization, especially one like the LP, because you have people that are all different kinds of mindsets that are coming in there, and that you're bringing people in to work on that page that. While they believe in liberty and freedom and they want those things, they also have their own agenda mm-hmm. and that they want to push that agenda forward. And that recognizing that that's what's going on and being able to get people to not do that is a big key. But it also requires a mindset of the people that are working in that. Like if you're working and helping the LP in um, um, in social media, then you have to take your own personal ideology out of it mm-hmm. and you have to stick to the script. And I know that even within this thing, they think they were sticking to the strip script, but, but this is where the marketing aspect comes into it, where you have to really realize what you're doing and putting out something about Satan on Easter is probably, probably really bad. Right. Not, not, not the best PR move you can go with. Yeah. Yeah. And just so we're not talking about the LP the whole time, so we can talk about our topics. (laughs) Another thing that had happened two years ago and then two months ago was with Nick going after Ron Paul so much. And everyone's like, you're just turning off the right-leaning libertarians that are on the fence from coming over because they just see you as an anti-Ron Paul guy. And th- and they keep on doing this. Like, and do, you, do you remember seeing the Facebook ad that was, no, no more, more Bushes, Bushes Clintons, Clintons, or Pauls? And everyone was like, why is, uh, <laughs> we never had a Paul. Why is this, uh, why are they included in this, you know? And he he came out and defended it on that post, and I don't think it was a great defense. Um, but he need they need he and they need to work on not turning people off, thinking they might pick up centrist and left leaning libertarians because enough leftist libertarians like Ron Paul, anyways. You don't have to make up an issue that's not even there. Why attack your own side, anyways? No, look, I understand. I understand the point there, and I think that again, this is one of those things where you, this is a battle you're never going to you're not going to win the battle because you're just not gonna. Even when, even when, even at times when Ron Paul is not necessarily all the way correct, yeah. because not Ron Paul's not right all the time about everything, no matter what. But you really have to be careful in how you go about criticizing the man. And a lot of times, even even if you're right, discretion is probably the better part of valor when it comes to that, because you're just going to piss a lot of people off. That's true. Right. But at times the guy can be he can be wrong and you can disagree with him and still respect the guy. And I think That's that true, yeah. I really think that they needed to do a better job of and I think that Nick tries. Like I give him credit for trying, but I think within that battle you have two you have you have two different forces at play. Let me see if I explain this right. There are people within the LP that definitely are very anti Ron Paul. Some of these people are coming from like eighty eight on when he left. And that when he left, I think those people felt very hurt. Well, you never that. truly leave, right? Well, eh, when you, the people that are, these people that are the party people, they do believe that. Okay. I, I, there's a difference between somebody that like is a philosophical libertarian and the people that I'm for the libertarian party. There's a difference. The right. part, so the partisans. A, yeah. A very much a party partisan gets right. angry about that. Yeah. And that they, 
always want to highlight something where he's either wrong or said something that they didn't like in order to continue the division. There's another grouping of people that are all Ron Paul people. And no, no, only there is a grouping of people that would consider themselves Ron Paul people that hate the Libertarian Party in and of itself and utilize any situation that they can in order to keep those two places apart. I know people like that. Yeah. I love Ron Paul. I look, I love him. I think he's great. I think he's, I think he's done some, we wouldn't be, we probably wouldn't be where we, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for yeah. listening to him in 08 and being able to work through all of that stuff myself. But with that being said, he's just another, he's a, he's got oh, yeah. faults like anybody's yeah. got faults, yeah. man. You know what I mean? And the dude, and the dude had some faults. Like there's campaign mistakes that were made in both of those campaigns. That fall on his shoulders. That both he, as in Rand or like, oh, definitely Rand. Well, Rand's yeah, even definitely. more so than yeah, Ron's. Yeah. Ron didn't know no better than eight. Well, I didn't say Ron didn't know no better than eight, but the people that were supporting him yeah. were just figuring their way out in eight, and yeah. then twelve was a little bit of a different animal. But I think that they didn't put enough of the right people in charge that they should have. And I thought that the game plan of going after the delegates, while in certain states, would be effective. If you didn't have a 50-state solution for everybody, you left a lot of people in Florida out in the cold. And then at the time frame when we needed them the most, they actually went on the t- – like Benton went on TV and said, well, we're not messing around with Florida. I lost a third of the volunteers the day that day. The day he said that, I had a third of people that didn't want to do anything anymore because of what Benton said, unforced error. And Rand – the problem with Rand was oh, that he yeah. wanted to be a big-timer yeah. and he wouldn't go out and get the money. I mean there's people in the liberty movement that he wouldn't have had to sell his soul for that had millions of dollars – that were complaining that they could never get and talk to the guy. And you know what? If you get millions of dollars, you get a little one-on-one time. I mean, you, you've got to love on that. Yeah, dude. yeah. You I remember, open up yeah. a pack and give you a million bucks. President of Purple Pack yeah, was yeah. talking about that. Yeah. yeah, and not just them. It was other people as well. Like, he he wanted to run big timer, but his, I don't think his heart was in it. No. You know what I mean? And I think it's a good thing that they, at the end of the day, that they did okay, but I'm glad at the same time that they've screwed things up a little bit. Not screwed it up, but like didn't do it certain things the right way. Because we got to know that it's about way more than just them or any one person. Because if you make it all about Rand, then when he fails and people go, wow, I'm giving up. I don't want to do it anymore. I give up. And you need to make yourself powerful. Not, I don't mean powerful, but like as an individual, there are certain things that you should be doing that have nothing to do with Rand Paul. That if you do those things, when you want to help out Rand, you actually have created your own area of influence and sphere to do that with. And I think that by the, these guys screwing up a little bit and and like Rand kind of getting himself almost out of the limelight a little bit, yeah. it caused a a good reaction, not a bad reaction. No, I agree. And I like Rand. Yeah, yeah. he's not part of the cannabis caucus yet, though. Yeah, we got to figure that part out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No. Do you, you guys see that by the way? The cannabis caucus. There's an actual caucus yeah, in Congress the, now. I think there's four people in. They it. looked high when they did their first press right. conference. <laughs> <laughs> They were all up there giggling and shit. I mean, seriously, what are you guys doing? Be professionals, a bunch of old men giggling. Come on, guys. Oh. We're part of the cannabis caucus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> where are we going next? Let's uh, let's head over to North Korea. Yes. Let's head over to North Korea. Heard nice in the summer. Good beach weather. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Mike Pence uh, is in the middle of a huge staring contest right now, which is amazing. And and Tillerson. And Tillerson. Tillerson's in on it. Yeah. Well, uh, USA Today and the New York Times all uh, did articles this week on Mike Pence's staring contest with photos in the front of him, like really 
just wide eyed and just staring. Glaring. That is scary. Like uh, right for like Mike's making a twenty twenty run. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so do do you think they have nukes? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. I would go more towards yes than no on that. Okay. Do you think do you think they could hit the US with those nukes? You know, I heard some stuff that that I and again I didn't know this stuff until maybe just a couple weeks ago, but I heard that they have submarines. I heard this. If they do, then the answer is yes. Maybe. I mean we still got the sonar buoys and stuff like that that can that can and I'm sure they're not that good to get past the buoys. Hell no. <laughs> but I like they can't launch a missile and they can't launch a mission a missile. <laughs> they can't launch a missile in North Korea and have it come and hit us. No. I don't think that they have that. Te- I mean, they can't get it over to see Japan well, at can't. this point. They yeah. might be able to still, but then we'd still shoot it down. Yeah, we st- yeah. Let's develop. Let's make sure we develop. We have an ABM technology. shield. Right. I mean, my main concern would be them going. They would hit Seoul. Is what I would think. That would be that would be easier to do. Right. I think that they. Oh would yeah, hit, yeah. I think they would hit Seoul. And just demolish the crap out of Seoul. Yeah. And I think that's what would happen if they came to nuclear decisions. Yeah. But I I think that I just don't think that they can do it, though. I mean, I think that they can do it, but I think that they got to realize that the game's over. You know, like the, you guys are in a lot of trouble. Right. Everybody dies. I mean, they don't they don't. Have I to- don't think they're going to shoot anybody. Who do you mean? The the Koreans. Oh, no, I don't think they are either. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, yeah. I'm saying they're not going to do it because if they do that, they realize everybody dies at that Yeah, point. but everyone's right. acting like he's about to. And I'm, and or the, or the, the fear going. Or the Ayatollahs. And I'm like, why? We've, nobody else has. The biggest, they hate each other so much. Pakistan and India, they haven't nuked anybody yet. And they've still had wars while they had nukes. Right, and nobody nuked anybody. Why? Why is anybody thinking that some the Islamists in Pakistan, uh, Iran, are so different from the ones in in Pakistan, for example? You know, or why is Korea gonna suddenly now wanna? It's it's the same thing with the the chemical weapons. Why I don't know if uh, if uh, no uh, Assad actually did that or not? Because if you're winning. I'm talking about Syria right now. If you're winning, why would you now chemical gas your own people and have the whole world looking at you? Right. Just like Korea, why would he decide to randomly nuke somebody just because he has the uh, the nukes now? It just makes no sense, and it's just posturing from our side. I think it's posturing. Why? Well, I think it's posturing from all sides. Yeah. I, I think yeah. even I think even he has a. I think even Kim Jong Un has a benefit for being a little bit rowdy on some of these things, and I think that the U.S. media pulls up on this, lives on the fear, and then keeps it going. And then and both of them have their own things that they gain there. I mean, Kim Jong-un, I believe, gets, you know, is able to have a tighter grip of power and control in his own country by doing this and see, and from the people that like him, see that, well, we're fighting the Americans. Look at that. Big evil America. You know, and, and, and again, it ain't like they, they can't point to some things that actually happened. Because some of these things have happened, yeah. but at the same time, these guys are still bad people. I mean, we're, we're there's a lot of bad actors over there, and it, I was making this point on a different subject, but it, it, it bears repeating on both subjects. The only way the good guys are going to win is to act honorably and above board and with tr- full transparency, and that we have to realize that some of our actions in the past haven't lived up to that ideal, and we need to get back there. Yeah, uh, that's what I've that's what I've been talking about too. Re- the last two weeks with all this posturing and and the things we we have done and still do what what people don't think about so specifically the middle east every time 
we put more troops on the ground. Like um, Trump did this thing that Obama didn't do. Obama had these plans on his desk to send in Navy SEALs into Yemen to kill a wanted terrorist. And then uh, he didn't. But then Trump went through with it. We lost a SEAL and a bunch of civilians died, some of them children. People don't think what that looks like to the rest of the Middle East. Or when you, as a sovereign nation or other sovereign nations watching that are also Arabic and Muslim are wondering, why does America get to go around, put our bases here in our lands and throw cruise missiles at somebody else's base? Because who's next if not us, you know? That's the, and that's what, what really people I, I noticed on the conservatives and neocons don't think about. Cause I was, I was talking to one of my, my friends, my, one of my more left leaning friends about it. He's very left leaning. Um, uh, was telling him how that's, where was I going with that? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was almost on a roll there. <laughs> but, um, anyways, that's what it looks. Uh, oh, I was telling him. I don't think neocons are inherently bad people. Like, I don't think they mean to sow evil in the world. And they, I don't think they want to bomb people for fun. I think they really do intentionally mean well. They want to get rid of terrorism, blah, 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 blah. But that's just not the outcome at the end of the day. You're just making more terrorists every single time that happens. Somebody could be sitting right there in, in, in Syria Street in Iraq or whatever, looking at all this and the, their cousin dies or not, but they're going to wonder why the West is out here doing all this stuff because we call ourselves the free West. There's a coalition of Westerners doing it. And that's why you a reaction ends up happening in our own backyard as in really mainly Europe right now or over there against our own troops. We need to get the hell out of there. Oh, yeah. Well, you're not going to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, well, the other the other side of that coin too, talking about the the crazies, we've littered the borders of Iran with military bases and with air force our air force flying over. Um, with Russia, we we have we <laughs> we have anti ballistic missile shields all around them. We have our own military all around them. Our navies all around them. Our air forces all around them. Same thing with Korea. How dare they not react? to us infringing on their sphere of influence so much. Like, I think that's expected. Look what happened when when the Soviet Union put nukes right in, in Cuba, right in our backyard. It's it, In my opinion, it's the same thing, whether it's a nuke or a tank. If you're parking your military equipment right around them, it's going to cause people to act uh, irrationally at our presence overseas like that. If I was Vladimir Putin... And I saw how the United States Navy is all over my my coasts the way it is. I would send a few aircraft out to do to scare them off. That's that's what I did. Well, well, I think that's what we did recently. Um, yeah. we, <laughs> so I don't know how the how, I don't know how the neocons and people that are so pro war, obviously not the three of us. I don't know how they don't see that as a normal reaction, and how th- that if we keep on going down this route, it's going to cause more chest. Uh, more chess dumping from the other side, you know? If if you can see the unintended consequences from the welfare state, then I don't understand why you can't see unintended consequences from the warfare state. Because trying to control people is trying to control people. And that you're going to have blowback no matter what. And this is not some kind of wild conspiracy theory. 
It's called blowback. The CIA has defined it. It is something that is known. It is a known entity. And to deny this is to deny reality. And it's sad that it, that reality is denied. And, and the mainstream media has a huge amount of 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 play in this. Because if you look at even like um, they had an interview where CNN was interviewing Massey. And Massey brought up that, well, we don't even know if, if, if Assad really did this gassing. If you look at her face, she looks so pissed. <laughs> like, I've never, she like, she like, like somebody held her makeup on off of her so she couldn't wear her makeup or something. Like, she was so mad. Like, I can't believe you just said this and you're a sending congressperson. Like, it makes sense that it wasn't him. They were in the yeah. middle. Like things were going. Do you think he needed to gas a hundred people? And then the people that got all mad, like, "Well, gassing. This is where we need to draw the line." So let me let me say: if we kill a hundred people with gas, somehow that's really bad. But a thousand people with a bullet in the head, uh, you know what? Oh what, my what god! Do? Thank what you. Do you do? That, <laughs> I was having this conversation at low tide with some friends down there. And they were saying the same thing, like, we have to put the line somewhere. And I was like, you're okay with explosive or kinetic munitions, but not gas? A dead person's a dead person. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it matters how they die. That's where the line is. Going. Yeah, yeah. And they're, talk, they're talking about what? suffering. I'm sorry. It's really not about the suffering. It's about them dying. Right. Yeah. And why do we blow that thing up without having an investigation first? Like, here's the thing. Why didn't you prove it? It, it? Look, at this point, the government, my government, nor any government, and I don't care what government it is, I they've lost the ability of me to be able to trust them based off of what they said. They got to prove it like anybody's got to prove it. And if you're unwilling to prove it to me, then I'm unwilling to believe you. I don't, and again, maybe it could have been Assad. I'm not even saying Assad's a nice guy, but you ain't got no proof that he I'm, did it. Though. I'm pretty certain Assad is not a nice I'm guy. I'm pretty sure he sucks. You're right. But you know, at the same time. I don't time, want to drink with him. No. I wouldn't I want to. I mean, I'm, I don't drink anymore, so I don't want to drink with even anybody. Kava. But even Kava. Even Kava. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I might sit down and have a Kava with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> get them all nice and relaxed. Talk to him. So we can like, open hey. up that Syrian market. Right. <laughs> Uh, They'd use it, but, man. There's alcohol. Muslims don't drink alcohol often. Right. <laughs> and, and look, and instead of bombing those countries over there with bombs and stuff like that, like we ought to send like just like we ought to have like a committee that's just rolling up like joints and then bomb them over there and then send taco trucks in and reinforcement. We'll save the world, man. No, no hummus. No, yeah, or hummus. My bad. <laughs> hummus. Yeah, no, that's hummus and pita. Hummus and pita. Um, moving on. Uh, let's talk a little bit about free speech in Berkeley. Since Berkeley likes to be in the news. Boy, they sure do, don't they? They do. I mean, they're the, they're the home of the free speech movement, and they are doing everything they can to destroy yeah, that. Not anymore, obviously. Right. Yeah, they, they are just destroying that. So Ann Coulter was invited to come by the Berkeley Republicans, which I think that's like a group of six. Um, but <laughs> they, It's amazing how low these numbers are that make the media when you're like, it was only that many people? Right. For real? <laughs> um, but she was invited, and Berkeley said, oh, no, you can't come. And canceled her. And then they said, okay, well, no, you can come, but you have to come on this date. And she said, no, I'm coming on the other date. And she's saying that uh, Berkeley is violating her free speech. I think that Berkeley is trying to violate her free speech, just like they tried to do with Milo. And Yeah, but the, that second date was in response to people calling them out on, yeah. on it, right? Like they weren't even going to probably give her one right. until they saw the reaction. I Yeah, I do agree with that. Um, I mean, she did say, I can't do it on that date. And they said, oh, well, I guess you can't do it or yeah. something. Um, and I'm not a Coulter fan. I 
agree with so many other people um, <laughs> on what I think she is. Um, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> at the same time, uh, you know, she was invited there by a group that she should be allowed to come and speak there yeah. because she was invited by a student group and they are a uh, publicly funded school. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, Berkeley's doing uh, everything they can to get rid of their free speech. And, and this is, it. yeah, and this is the weird part of the conversation because I've talked to a lot of my socialist and communist friends and all that. But the whole Antifa thing and Black Bloc, I would say even them more than anybody else, are the ones that are destroying this free speech movement that what it, what it used to be and now what it is is anti-free speech. Right. Anti-any idea that's... Now it's, if you disagree with me, you're a Nazi. Yeah. Literally anybody to the right of Bernie Sanders is a Nazi to some of these people. Yeah. And it just makes no sense. Yeah. I, 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 here's the thing. I've watched some of these videos... I've watched, if, I read, this is what I did, because I started looking at this, I looked at this a little bit more, so I went to the Antifa websites, and I went to the alt-right websites, the, the two main mm-hmm. back-and-forth forces of the of a lot of these conflicts. There right. is a, don't get me wrong, you've got your average Trump person that is going out to some of these things, and then they end up yeah. being in there. And you also probably have some people that are on the left that aren't necessarily Antifa, I'm wearing a mask and stuff, they go out there as well, yeah. and so you have a very kinetic situation. Both sides blame each other for the violence, and then both sides actually advocate for violence as well. Is that they're, they're both advocating for it, and the excuse that both give is that the other one started it, like we're dealing with a couple fifth graders in a kindergarten class. Like It's, it's like, well, he started it first, so I'm going to go ahead and do it too. Nothing's getting accomplished. Nothing's getting done. And these guys are making Ann Coulter and Milo and all these other people to actually have more prominence in what they say because they don't go out and do it to everybody. They pick the big firebrand to go do it to Ann Coulter, who says dumb stuff on a daily basis. And Milo, who has a point from time to time, too, but also is one of these guys that I'm fighting for Western culture. And and that is something that these guys are adamantly against. Milo has associated himself with some people that are definitely on the alt-right. And some of these people are racist. Some of these people are fascist, which the Antifa people can go and point to those people as that's who it is. It's like they, they're both self-inflicted wounds, and all of it's a freaking distraction. One of my friends on the left was telling me how, what do you think it looks like with um, Richard Spencer leading an anti-war protest up to the White House <laughs> and Antifa going up, beating them all up? What does that look like? What does that now look like to people that don't know anything about both groups? Right. And they're like, huh. There's this guy that calls himself a white nationalist, but he's going into this against Trump <laughs> in an anti-war march, and these anti-fascist people are hitting them. What are they? Communist. Okay. Communist. Yep. Well, do they not see how, <laughs> how they're shooting themselves in the foot every time they do something like that? Yeah. Right. And I, I've seen the same thing, man. Like the whole who started the, 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 who, who started the fight thing. Like, I don't know, but here's the thing. A lot of, a lot of times these people went into Trump rallies and started a lot of this stuff. And I've never been at a Trump rally, but why are liberals going to Trump rallies? I don't get that. Conservatives right. don't go out and find leftist rallies to ruin them. You know, no one's running around beating up the, the pro science people today. Right. 
<laughs> because they're having a march right now. But no, no right wingers going out trying to get them or Obama or during the Obama rallies. Nobody did that. But they don't see how the, their actions. I don't know. To me, it leads me to to think that the left in some of these cases, the left as in those leftists in those specific examples, are the ones that did start it. Yeah, and I mean they have every right to be there. I have. No problem with them going there. I just don't understand the the reasoning behind it. It doesn't really make like you're going there to start the fight. Yes. You're going there to go against what you actually believe in of peace and togetherness and equality. Before they uh, before that beach beach battle that happened and which was before Berkeley. It was beach battle. <laughs> yeah. Beach battle. <laughs> yeah. Beach battle bingo. Um there was um it was during one of the other protests, and there was a girl, little, I don't know, she looked like she was 21, blonde year, blonde girl, standing there with a Trump hat on, talking to the media, seriously, just like Richard Spencer was, and you see a, a, a hand extending and spraying her in the face. <laughs> oh, that, no, no, it's even better than that. That was mate, make Bitcoin great again. That hat was a make Bitcoin great again hat. Are, wait, are you sure? It look like a make make America great again. Oh, I'm no not... BS, man. I swear to God, man. I remember seeing this. I <laughs> totally remember it. And you're right. Dude just went up right up on her face and just nailed her. But she was, she was like, she was all about free speech. But she was actually more along the lines of probably where we're at on it, where she's like, ah, I mean, free speech, of course, and make Bitcoin great again hat. I bet you she bought a Make America Great Again hat after that. She probably did because they're pushing people. No, no. What this does is it for both sides is it pushes people to say, well, this is how far we got to go. Meanwhile, and they all think they're doing something. That's the shitty part. Like everybody that's, look, I'm glad you got on YouTube or Facebook Live or whatever and you made a video of you in a, you know, mock, what was it? What was the name of that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio where he was in Gangs in New York? Like I understand you wanted a Gangs in New York remix for 2016, but like you didn't do anything positive or productive, nor did you get anybody on your side on any of these issues. And now people are trying to recruit like, oh, well, we're going to train up our people better so we can have street fights in the middle of the street. Are you kidding me? Like somebody's going to come out there and shoot you dead and you know if they do i'm gonna call it natural selection for the day because you should have been out there you dumbass the hell's wrong with you remember that one black woman that was that there were the rights go the riots were going on and the one mother of a black kid she came out there grabbed her son and whooped his ass all the way home there's on uh, for every color they need them but her moms need to come out there and beat their ass and bring them home because most of them are living with their freaking parents anyway on both sides right get the hell out of that's yeah, but no, they're they're the ones making themselves look bad, and all you need to do is free speech, right? The the whole idea is for the better ideas to win, and blah blah blah. The, Richard Spencer spoke at Auburn a few days ago, and he hurt himself doing that. He he said some not nice things about libertarians, even right. You know, and my buddy Phil Bishop was talking about that, and I was like, okay, see, there you go. That's that's them. That that's why free speech is important. Just let people shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, there's no reason to go out and make them look like um, uh, what's the word when you when you die for a cause? Martyr. martyr. No need to make them martyrs by beating them up and bloody them. You know, just let them speak and be morons, and we'll see it. Yeah, yeah. you know, let the races be racist, man. I'd rather know who they are. It's exactly. Better than that than not exactly. Knowing. Yeah. That's why, like, these, like, if you're a business owner, you know, you should be allowed to discriminate whoever you want to discriminate against. Just like we can actually say you're discriminating against people, and we can close you down. Because right. you know what? That's what democracy. This is what democracy looks like. Yeah. They were. Uh, they, 
with the whole um i don't know if you know what's going on with youtube with the um with the uh it's like a they're demonetizing any conservative voice well not just that yeah but it all started because uh the 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 advertisement showed up on a racist person's um whatchamacallit video video and, and then it went on went over into that we're just being like all conservatives but to me, that makes sense. It's a good way to... F- I don't think YouTube is doing the right thing by just demonetizing everybody on the right. Um, but uh, no, that shows that people are not okay with their money going towards racism. Because that really was leg- legitimately what kicked it all off. It was on some racist video. But now they're just demonetizing anybody. Right. Steven Crowder, you know, like... Well, that's their own... That's their own... That's YouTube's own fault. Like, they should have... They should know that. Like, you can make an algorithm that fixes that problem. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I, I'm not sure. I don't know about the technology of YouTube. Though. They're free yeah. to do it, but. Right. And, I mean, it is a private company, so they can do whatever they want. But at the same time, it's like, why? Yeah. Why are you doing it that way? Like, I get, I get it where you don't want to monetize people who are actually pushing hate and pushing violence and saying, hey, let's go out there and kill all the Jews or whatever. Um, I get that. But to cut out an entire voice from the from being able to make money off of their videos is just completely asinine to me. Yeah. Unless YouTube is just so arrogant, they're like, where else are they going to go? At this point, yeah. yeah I, I mean, mean ever, who who can you name the other services? <laughs> well, what what is hard time? When is CRTV? Well, CRTV only has uh, three hosts right now. They had yeah, four, but, but one got they're gonna, well, I'm talking about a, a platform like yeah, YouTube, though. Right. Like, like, not, not not the same as like... But a, one a, will come... If it continues, one well, I mean, will come up. You've, and you've got, Facebook's I mean, good enough on its own got, now. Like, what's the name of it? Like, v- uh, Vimeo? Yeah, Vimeo. Yeah, Vimeo. You've got Vimeo. You've got uh, the other one that starts with a Y. It's like Y-E-O something. I can't remember. Yeah, but they're all so dang... I mean, YouTube's just so dang good. It's I mean, like, it's just... It's like Google. Like you can yell, you can yell about Google all you want yeah. to, man. But everyone y'all uses Google. It, it does, we all use Google. It doesn't have to happen. Our email addresses Google. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't have to happen overnight. It, like no one's expecting it to happen overnight. But a better service could come across and steal all of that revenue from them. I would hope. Honestly, so. I would hope so. I, I, look, I would love to find another service that worked better than YouTube, only to give YouTube competition makes everybody better. So, like, exactly. why not? Why would it not happen in that arena? Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's discriminate on Venezuela. I was going to say, yeah, talking about competition. Yeah. Uh, Venezuela seized the GM plant. Did you hear about that? I did. I don't know the specifics. No, no, there's no specifics. They just, they took it. I only read like the headlines. I didn't read all about it. Right. (laughs) What did you do? No, no, they just, they just, (laughs) they nationalized it. That's, that's really it. Yeah. They Um, they took it. They nationalized it. uh, All the, uh, presidents, vice presidents that were working there went, well, okay, we're out. Yeah. yeah, and the the cool thing is, GM is actually offering separation packages for everybody working there. Really? Still, yeah, for reasons due to you know the, them not being able to be uh, employees there anymore. They're still giving them if the host country allows it. <laughs> well, I think that some of this, when it comes to the, when it comes to things like GM, I'd imagine that stuff's in their agreements because you know when they got to do this with other countries, they have to deal with the other countries, and I would imagine that. It, it ain't like you didn't, they didn't couldn't see this coming. Like even if you look, well, they've been there for the road, sixty years. Yeah, but you still could see it coming though. They got to renew that contract. The yeah. contracts don't go forever, right? You know, in one of those renewals, they should have put something yeah, but, in there about this. Yeah, but they they were nationalizing uh, local companies, not international ones. No, they're hurting, man. I mean, yeah, you know, social. Well, of course. <laughs> 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 Let me, well, yeah. Let, 
a, a discussion happened on my on my wall because of this story, um, because people don't know what socialism means and what communism means, at least when I'm talking. Because yeah. the very the I think the most important thing when it comes to discussion is laying down the definitions of what what we're talking about so we can talk. Yeah, as you see them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or as we can both decide to see them, I guess. But, you know, when people are like, people that like Bernie Sanders, when I say, this is socialism, they're like, what? You know, and they start complaining and whining. And I'm like, no, 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 this, it literally is socialism. There are different forms of socialism. I don't agree with the other ones either. Um, but it is socialism because socialism by definition is the abolishment of private property and and the the workers owning the means of production which is what they did in venezuela that is socialism but there's different levels of it because my buddy asked me well what about bolivia they're socialists so i didn't look into bolivia bolivia much or ever so i looked uh, the first thing that came to my mind was i bet bolivia did not nationalize on the same level that venezuela did so i looked it up yep bolivia since they went since their socialist regime um was elected in which they were um like chavez they only nationalized 20 companies compared to 1200 in venezuela so there is still a huge and thriving free type market there depending on the industry and it's the same thing with with nordic socialism like they have a nordic states are are very capitalistic and my issue is so communism is the ultimate that's that's the final step there and socialism from the marxist or the stalinist point of view socialism is the means to get us there you use socialism to get us to communism not all socialists are communists but all communists are socialists makes sense welfare is not a socialist idea welfare actually it was uh, an anti-socialist idea it was started in Germany by Otto von Bismarck to make sure that the socialists didn't have a good hold in um, in in the newly formed German Empire back then, um, and people seem to misconstrued welfare as being a just a socialist thing when it isn't. All it is is you're taxing people and providing some sort of service or xyz welfare to people that doesn't make you socialist wanting people to have health care or food is not socialism that's just welfare it's private property is the distinction here because you can have we can have we have free health care here but we're not socialist it's because we use taxes to have the uh pinellas county and the uh well I, i think every county might have one but we have the the free clinic Right, right. That's that's done all through taxpaying money, but when you haven't abolished doc all type of private practices yet, and all companies from doing healthcare, it's not socialism. That's just welfare, and people don't seem to get that. So that's my that's my biggest issue here is people don't know the definitions of the words. No, no, I I, th- I think I understand your point there. I I would also, yeah. and I don't all the way disagree with you either. But no, I would say that I would say that. When it comes to direct ownership and the levels that go with that, I think that there is a there's an in between between 
they own that company and they can regulate everything that you do. And I think that the regulation does imply some ownership because you don't have to own them to own them. If, if, if you, if yeah. you know what I'm saying, like yeah. you don't have to, you ain't got to, you ain't got to, you can say you own it. It's like your property. Like we don't get to own our property right now because we have to pay property tax. Because <laughs> right, we're paying, we're, yeah. you we're know? renting it. Yeah. It's the fifth plank of the, you know, communist manifesto for Pete's sake. However, however, there's different levels of it. And there's, and if you look at these other countries like Bolivia and, and, and the Nordic countries, the one thing that you notice there is that the numbers of people that actually live there are a lot smaller, mm-hmm. kind of like a state yeah. in comparison to the United States. And that, if you have, you can't have one grandiose scheme for 300 million people, which is why I believe that, you know, you should have as much local control as possible. I actually would argue, I actually believe now that we should have as much, like a lot of it should be at the state level. And a little, maybe some of that's biased just because that's where I spend a lot of my time. But my argument there is that the states created the federal government. So the states have sovereignty over the federal government, but the states also created the cities and the counties. So the states also have sovereignty, like they created those things so they can take them away. Um, yeah. Like you can remove cities and, and remove counties and adjust borderlines and things like that. At the end of the day, the state should deal with a lot of these things. But it's libertarianism is the one philosophy where we actually are okay with voluntary socialism. If you wanted to be a commune and live there and all pool all your funds together and pull all your resources together and just stay within each other, we would have no problem with it. It's too bad that they don't reciprocate. <laughs> right. I agree. No, I agree. And I, I don't think they would be okay with it the other way around because i've seen people say like yeah in communism you can you can have wealth and property and i just i don't see it i'm i just don't where yeah i just just you're gonna have to have if they don't want to call it a government but you're gonna have to have a government making sure that everything's running the way you want that society to run yeah i'm not an anarchist by any stretch of imagination i mean there's The, uh, back in the 80s, they said there's one self-made millionaire uh, from communist Russia. And that's the guy that invented the Rubik's Cube. Damn. Yeah, he should be a millionaire, though. Yeah. That's no, a cool he, thing. Wow. I, I never could do those, I though. I never do I that. suck at those. I know. Me too. But yeah, I mean, I remember hearing that like when I was you know, 12, 13. Uh, it was you know, the only self-made millionaire from communist Russia is whatever that guy's name is. The guy Probably got a lot of consonants in it. Though. Yeah, lots of it, lots of them, lots of them. Few vowels, yeah. a couple of Y's, <laughs> and a couple of letters. I don't even know what the hell it was. <laughs> <laughs> I am the machine. Have you guys seen that, Bert? Hold on. Have you guys seen that one guy? He's a comedian. I forget his last name now, but he's, his name's Bert something. He gives yes, the where Russian he, mafia yeah, story. where he he was in college and he was taking Russia yeah. and he was going to drop the <laughs> yeah. class and his teacher was like, no, no, don't. I need you so this class stays. Yeah, open. yeah. She was like, I'll give you an A if you just stay. C. She C. It was a C. It was C. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> she had a little she had a little bit of integrity. It was like, let me just give you a C. Right. Funniest story though. Oh my god. I'm a machine. <laughs> Love that. And he tells the story with no shirt on. I don't understand I don't that get, part of it. I don't understand. I can't that get even. to the part where he talks about that. <laughs> what the hell? Why is your shirt off? Even though it looks funny as hell though. It's, and it's a great way to tell a story. So yeah, that is that is such a great story. Your machine, you come with us. And, yeah. and then I robbed my entire class. Dad, <laughs> <laughs> this is Russia. Oh. I hope that's true. I don't even want to know the truth of it. Ain't. Right. <laughs> Please don't tell me the truth of that story. Ain't that's, true. That story is so good. I do hope it's 100%. He, and throughout the entire thing, he's like, this is all true. This this all happened. Yeah. <laughs> machine is crazy. <laughs> I was just sitting there drinking vodka with him. Yep. <laughs> I can't go shot for shot with vodka. I actually, 
when I was in the Marine Corps, I went to Soviet Georgia, um, and this was during the uh, during the nineties. So this was like ninety six, ninety seven, I think. No, ninety six. And I went to Soviet Georgia, and I mean, it was a great place. Honestly, it was a fun place. You get treated like a rock star if you're an American there. They all love Americans. Literally, people would stand and just look at this big gray ship because you know, like I was on a Navy ship at the time, and the Navy ship docked there. And all people would do is just stand and look at the ship all the time, just in wonder and amazement. And it's just a big gray ship. Like, it ain't like a Carnival Cruise Line, man. Like, there ain't, it, it, there ain't a slide up there that you can watch people having fun. Like, it's just <laughs> big gray, dreary freaking boat. We had two guys that wanted to go toe-to-toe with two other guys in the middle of the day drinking vodka. One guy ended up having to get a stomach pump. But we were all walking back to the ship, and Taps was playing. And so whenever it plays at the end, you know, yeah. when you're in there, yeah. you have to stand there and salute. So there's, see, I see all these Russians around this one of the guys, and we see him up like this. <laughs> <laughs> Face down on the floor, man. Just gone. Just blah. And he's just standing there holding, trying to hold as best as he could. <laughs> Funniest thing i ever seen. I didn't even use the mic for some of that. My bad. Shit. <laughs> it's all good. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, we went way over time today. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I'm good with it. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, do you uh, have any websites, anything you want people to know about? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, 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 the website, uh, libertyfirstnetwork.com is the new site that'll be up at the end of, uh, in the beginning of, uh, or in the middle of May. Um, the new site will be up. We wanted to wait till after the session was over. Uh, currently the website, uh, libertyfirstfl.org is the one for all of the, um, uh, legislation stuff that we do up in Tallahassee. Um, also, FloridaActionAlerts.com is the same way to get there because I buy, I like buying website names. Um, I have so many different website names, it's not even funny. Like, even for down the road in the future, but that's a whole different story for a different day. But, <laughs> oh, um, crap, you already bought mine? No, I haven't bought yours yet. There's a couple politicians that I do own their website names in case I ever want to go after them, like, so I can go after them properly. Yeah. Um, and if somebody lets their stuff go, sometimes I might pick it up every once in a while. Like, and I did, I did one, I did middle class economics, real middle class economics, and never did use that one though. So I, I wish I could. I have to end up using that one. I bought a uh, in corporate welfare. And I haven't I haven't set it up yet because I've been wait, I've been paying the money to have a professional set this one up. And that one, you know, I'm paying like you know like twenty five hundred bucks. So I didn't want to. I wanted to get this one done and then move on to the next one. But that's the websites and stuff. Um, hopefully I didn't offend anybody. I didn't think anything say too bad. So. No, I, oh, and it, no. you could have been way worse than the questions you could have asked me, man. So thank God you didn't ask me anything crazy. <laughs> I know. I, I I held back on some of those questions. <laughs> I had a couple. Of, I even gave you car blanche. I'm like, no, nah, ask what you want, yeah. man. And I'm like, oh crap. Don't I had a couple that? in the chamber, and then I was like, I don't want to give those people credence <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, they don't deserve your scorn. Some, you know what? Sometimes people just don't deserve your scorn. Exactly. That's kind of the way I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be so much fun. And then I was like, I don't even want to say their names on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I had the show, we used to have a rule. We had, we, we did, like Danielle would make a rule sometimes where somebody's name, like, don't, that name doesn't get mentioned anymore. And then, especially the Ray McGee one where the, he had the idea of, hold on. He wanted to use catapults in the Gulf of Mexico to throw ice in the water to make the hurricane stop. Was that Ray like, McGee? Yeah, yeah. I thought no, that... no, 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 no. Yeah, Ray... No, not Ray McGee. No, um, it was uh, the guy from... Ray Netherwood. Yeah, Netherwood. Not McGee. I don't want to put that on Ray McGee. Ray McGee's a nice guy. Yeah. Netherwood. Netherwood. Yeah, that was Netherwood. I remember I remember first time I heard that, Greg told me that we were sitting at a bar up in... Uh, we were sitting at a... Quaker Lube. Quaker Steak and Lube. Yeah, that yeah. place. We were sitting there and we were having a beer like we just finished a meeting and he told me that and I just kind of looked at him. <laughs> and I was like, You're, that's a joke. And he, nope. And the bartender was over there mixing a drink for somebody else and he just stopped and he went, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> 
<laughs> it was so funny. I was just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that was a good time. That, that was right, man. That was just. I, but I remember that interview, man. We were just yelling at Ray at a certain point, and we started yelling at him. He's getting mad too. Like it was supposed to even be a friendly interview, and it totally went south, man. Then he told Danielle, "Well, you're just a woman. You don't know no better." And there was a collective gasp in the room, and me and Greg going, oh, "Did she? Did he just? Oh, and then Danielle lost her mind, boy. Her ever loving. If Ray was in the room, Danielle would have found something to stab him with, man. And and that'd been fine." foot of crazy right there that would have just right <laughs> like she'd have shanked him like he was in friggin like he was in joliet man right. just, <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> all right uh one last bula before we yeah, go we and do, do our closings and all that good shit all right shells up bula bula mm. <laughs> mm. totally didn't get the process down mm. on this one my bad <laughs> Thank you all for uh, listening. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for commenting. Thank you for everything. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at Muddied Waters. No, you can't. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backslash Muddied Waters of Freedom. On Instagram at Muddied Waters of Freedom. On Twitter at Muddied underscore Waters. Or you can check out our brand new website, Compliments of Bob Z Studios at muddiedwatersoffreedom.com. Without the at. Without the at. Well, you can follow us at that, but yeah, we don't need to put the at in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alex, thank you so much for coming on. I'm gonna oh, my give pleasure, you, guys. I'm going to give you a copy of my book for coming on because oh, it upsets Muhammad when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> because he doesn't have one yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a little, hey, go ahead, Muhammad. Yeah. <laughs> you got a pamphlet for him? He, gave, guy. <laughs> he gave one to Greg, and I was like, I didn't get one. <laughs> I don't have a book either. Oh, no, that's not true. I do have a book. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on we do oh, appreciate pleasure, it dude. we would love to have you back on again also oh, yeah. thank you for the equipment that the liberty first network donated to us. oh yeah, yeah no big deal. You, yeah. oh i will say this if you are in the tambay marketplace tomorrow uh, at uh at uh i think it's either 8 or 11 a.m no no it's 11 a.m on bay news 9 if you get bright if you get spectrum that i will be on political connections um and the topic this week is actually um how to influence your politician locally to get the right things done. They actually interviewed, I did an interview with our shell on this part, which worked out pretty well. Actually, I was really happy with the interview. It was probably the most human interest other than when I get to do these. But like when I normally do those things are really kind of clinical. Right. This one was pretty good. He was kind of fun with it. I said I still had a little bit of a chip in my shoulder from Rubio, but, uh, which is kind of fun just to be able to say that. But he didn't ask me about the other stuff. So that was about anything else, but it was good though. Yeah. All right. Excellent. So yeah, if you're out in the Tampa Bay area at the marketplace, or if you uh, or if you're in the Tampa Bay market, or if uh, you uh, get Spectrum, or I think it's online. Yeah. They don't do it online. I, I have to buy them, but I, okay. I buy them and put them up later on. Okay, cool. All right, excellent. All right, guys. Well, remember where we're going. We don't need roads.